Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, we were very happy in Dear Ann Landers. Wife was working at a casino in Dear Ann. She thinks way too much. She had to get married. Dear Pod. things happen like a car pulled up in front of our house once and it lit on fire it just lit on fire this person's car was this in your new location no this is the old location oh okay um somebody was driving a mercedes and it rolled up in front of our house and that's when it decided to light on fire because that's what happens to me is that things go wrong was anyone in the car yeah the best part was she herself could have been on fire. She couldn't have cared less. She was so chill. She gets out of the car. She goes to call the cops. And you just hear her say, can someone send somebody? My Mercedes is on fire. <laughs> and I was like, that's it? That's all you're going to do? And this thing what went up do? in flames in a matter of seconds. Like huge flames. And Jim looks out the window and he hands me the dog and he goes, go to the back of the house right now. Just go. Don't ask questions. Run. <laughs> and like it, the stakes were, I was like, I don't know that it's going to explode, but in his mind, we've seen a lot of diehard movies and logically this Mercedes is going to explode. This a asteroid Mercedes, is headed straight towards the front door. By the way, it was a Mercedes from like when Merce- Mercedes were first created. So it was like a like Mercedes a from 1950. Yeah. People like to ride luxury cars in our neighborhood that should have been taken off the road 20 years ago. Yeah. That's, that's just a fun. thing. So he, 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 but then he panics me. He's like, run to the back of the house. And it was the same thing when the bat got in the house. He got um, a push broom and started turning it like it was a, a parasol, you know? But on your Sunday clothes, it <laughs> yes. won't. But on your Sunday clothes and then you <laughs> run outside. Avoid the bat. So he, he leads with a turning push broom and he's like here's the plan listen to me listen to me i'm gonna go upstairs and i'm gonna start turning this push broom you run you run with all of your might to the front of the house then you go around to the back and you open up that door and i am going to push him to the back of the back of the house when bats are in a house the stakes get really high and people make plans. The same thing happened with my parents when the bat got in the house in New Hampshire. This sounds like you should be like Laura Dern in Jurassic Park. I am. Mr. I- Grant. Run. It's <laughs> <laughs> so relieved to see you. Run. <laughs> and that's basically what happened. It's exactly But I ran to the back of the house and I opened up that door and he had some plan of going to the front door. Like we came with with elaborate plans. So he opened up the garage door thinking this thing is going to fly out one of these two spaces. You go to the back. And if it flies out the back, you scream to me and you let me know. Very dramatic. And I went to the back of the house. And at this point, I had lost my voice from screaming <laughs> so much. that We're watching this thing fly around the bar, like clanking into liquor bottles Maybe he's thirsty. Maybe he just wanted a mojito. Who doesn't? A refreshing summer beverage. I take one right now. I would. A morning mojito. That does. It's really not morning. Anyway, it's eleven eleven. Make a wish. um, Too many. Too many wishes. So we. He goes to the front of the house. We see this thing clanking around. We open up the back door. And I thought this thing is never going to be able to hit the target of going out a back door. 
and the son of a bitch did, but he flew right past my head, like an inch away from my head. And I had to scream and tell Jim that it flew out of the house. But between the shock of that thing grazing my hair and the fact that I had lost my voice from already screaming so much, here's what Jim heard. What I heard was, it sounds like, I couldn't get my voice higher than it was. And the shock of that thing, like touching my head, I just. <laughs> Did you shower immediately after? No, which is what you do because you're guilty and Catholic. Well, I think if there's a bat flying at my head and I, if it grazed my hair. Well, I pretty probably. much had to change my pants after that one. So, yeah. Well, you might as well have showered. A shower was necessary yeah. just yeah. to clean off the turd yeah. that I left behind. That's, that will make you just lovely. crap yourself. Yeah, Isn't that just a crapper? Happy Sunday. Hey, guess what? Hey. Welcome to Dear Pod. I'm veteran character actor Paul Giamatti. And I'm Vanessa Williams. <laughs> and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Let's give it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good to know we have fans. So, yes, welcome to the podcast where we break down old-timey advice columns. We see how they relate to us if they still relate to the world. How are you doing? How was your week? Super great. Oh, <laughs> oh just <laughs> dripping with sarcasm. I'm dying on the inside. Aren't we all? Yeah. Okay. I'm Anything from the Did inside. Any, name one good thing that happened to you this week. Friday. Oh, the whole day? Yeah. What happened on Friday? It was the end of the week. Oh, touche. I see what you did there. You're turning into a Kathy comic strip. You are. Mondays. <laughs> Brownies. <laughs> well, I, I went to it. a yoga class with a guy named Jagadisha who's clearly named Dave. Is Nacogdoches, is he from? Where you is know he from? that he's like from Bayonne. He's from Detroit. This is a guy who's not actually named Jagadisha. He no. named himself Jagadisha. Jagadisha. Why do we work out? Why do we bother? Can't when at what point do I get to care less? Why would you go to a yoga class when you can just be like filled with anxiety on the mat at home and not have to pay someone to do that? I don't know. Like, I, there's no reason. I'd rather for... spread my neuroses around. And no, I can't worry as much when I've got five people around me. I don't want to hear everyone fart in front of me <laughs> while I'm working. Out. Oh, oh, because that's what a yoga class is to me. <sighs> Just sounded like, like you said quiet. yogurt class. I That's a what yogurt a yogurt class, class yeah. is to me. Yeah. Um, no, we have more to catch up on, I'm sure. But let's 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 get to the meat. Do you want some meat? Oh wait, <gasps> oh, I'm wow. sorry to do this to all the listeners out there who clearly have an issue with us eating into a microphone. We apologize. This won't last that much longer. We have two more Tortuga rum balls to get through, and then I swear. Um, onto some other kind Unless of- we get a kinky person who likes, who's into ADMR or whatever that thing is. Or I don't know what you just SOS said. SOS or yep. whatever. We know when people just like to listen to people like pour things into glasses. It's a really specific kink. I've never ever heard that. Oh, you, you have to look it up? up. No. Why would I look it up? 
<laughs> why wouldn't you? Because why I told you to. <laughs> because I like, I'm that kind of person who tastes something and I'm like, oh, this tastes awful. Try it. Sure. Oh, this smells awful. Smell this. Right. I'm just that person. So listen to it. Look it up. I think it's ADMR. I'm sure we're going to get notes about it. But we've got um, I'm not saying everything two more episodes worth of these. Wondering. But this is like, it's an inaugural thing. It's something that's become a habit. And sooner or later, the rump, that's always a good sign. Nice. When what you're about to eat makes a dull thud on a table. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Two more rumbles. You know what? Stockholm Syndrome. I like these things now. <laughs> I don't understand. Tell me how you're feeling. I don't understand why we're eating this. Why do you make me do this? Because <laughs> oh. I have to finish what I started. I have OCD. And then That's when it's done, it's done. We have one more one more episode to go. It was two more balls left. It's what I assume like a shower curtain at a convalescent home tastes like. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? Ugh. Okay. Who wants to go first? I don't think, because it's been, I haven't seen you in what feels like two weeks, what is probably two weeks. I don't remember who went last. Um, do you have a preference? I have a preference by L'Oreal. Um, oh, I'll do this one. All only right, because hit me. <clears throat> I don't really know why, why I like this one, but I do. Oh, I have a theme this week, so I'm I'm curious oh. to hear what you're what okay. you've got. I have no bringing. special guest stars. You have no special guest stars. What does that mean? Like you know, last week it was like Dear Rodney or whoever the. Oh, hell I don't have any special guest stars okay. this week either because I went with a theme rather than deciding to like bring another person into it. Oh, sometimes it's fun to bring another person. Oh. Hey, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that whole thruple thing. Ready? Ready. I'm sure we'll edit that one out. <clears throat> Will we? It's not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. Chicago Tribune, Sunday, June 13th, 1982. Dear Abby. Something has been bothering me, and I, wanted, I want to get it off my chest. Recently, we saw the movie on Golden Pond. The acting was superb, the scenery was beautiful, the story was touching and entertaining, but the language was foul. <gasps> Some of us in the audience missed so much because of the time lost recovering from the vulgar language. This movie was rated PG, and there were people of all ages in the audience. How do parents stand a chance of convincing their children that profanity and filthy language are not okay? On Golden Pond was such a lovely story, it easily could have been a hit without all that objectionable language. How do you feel about it? Signed, Pat and Pueblo. <laughs> let, me just, let me just give you the answer before I... Before we break it down. Right. Okay, all right. Dear Pat, which by the way, if anyone ever calls me Pat, I will rip off their skin and throw it in a wood thresher. <laughs> You heard it here. You've heard it here first. So if it happens to you, I've warned you. I've warned you. I've warned you. It's been time stamped. Right. Mm -hmm. Dear Pat, you took the words right out of my typewriter. Is that it? 
That's all she's got. Let's just recap on Golden Pond, shall we? I know. This is I don't remember there being swearing on in well, on there Golden is. Pond. Is there? They give someone the middle finger, they say son of a bitch twelve times, shit seven times, ass four times, bastard six, nine goddamns, two hells, and blah blah blah. I'm like, this is a Wait, did you get those stats? Yeah, I did. What did you rewatch the movie in order to do the to count? No, I'm not a crazy person, but I would have. It is PG, but I mean, on it's Catherine Hepburn and Henry Fonda. Uh, yeah. Like this isn't like, uh, like Boys in the Hood, or, or like Angel Heart, or yeah, I mean, Dangerous Minds. This is this is Catherine Hepburn saying "son of a bitch." Correct. So it it comes with a bit of a salve. Like it's not it's not that hard. I don't remember them swearing at all. Correct, because it's a very slow, it's a very... It's old people swearing, which is funny. Correct. I mean, it's not like this fast-moving show. They're like on a pond. (laughs) It's pretty much what it (laughs) is. This isn't an edgy... (laughs) God. Wait, what year was this again? 82? This was in 82. I think it came out in 81, I think. I like that there's a delay, and she was like, this is something that's always bothered me about On Golden Pond. For the record, Catherine Hepburn can drop F-bombs, and I would still tune in. It would be even funnier if she was like, that fucking bitch took my <laughs> kayak. Well, I just want to, or when Jane Fonda's like, I just want to know if you like me. I just want to fucking know you fucking cocksucker <laughs> like me. Like, <laughs> I like this. After everybody's like, you guys should swear less. I well, can can't help it. If favorite- it's Catherine Hepburn swearing, <laughs> at least a swear word. If Listen she said a you. single, single vow, um, single syllable <laughs> swear word said by Catherine Hepburn takes about 15 minutes. If she's like, fuck. Listen, you fucking cocksucker. You are. Don't mess with this son of a bitch. Bitch. <laughs> a son of a bitch is a really underused swear. <laughs> and it's really, is any swear a swear anymore? No. No, we're so desensitized to it. I feel like it's on every every channel. Can we really grab our pearls? Not in this day and age, and even in the 80s. Well, okay, so. I want a whole remix next week of Catherine Hepburn saying the most dirty swears. That fuck. <laughs> That's the remix. But my favorite yeah. part of this this, this letter is. That some of the people in the audience missed the story, which is not very complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly he's having a heart attack and everybody's like, well, I wish I knew what was going on. If I I could hear him all the goddams. Um, (laughs) They (laughs) lost time recovering from the vulgar language. (laughs) (laughs) Henry Fonda said, goddamn, I need to take a five minute break and leave the theater. I don't know. I I might. I have have to get more popcorn. My good sensibilities. Why did I bring my five year old to On Golden (laughs) Pond? I didn't know. So much swearing. Just because it's PG. Mormons. I know. Where did they film On Golden Pond? Wasn't that in New New Hampshire? Hampshire? There you go. That's where, I mean, we have a house in New Hampshire. We live our best lives there and everybody's swearing all the time. It was nominated. I like how it says, this could have been a, a hit, but. But 
you know, Catherine Hepburn was out there dropping F's yeah. and C's. It and easily could Q's. have been a hit. It went on to be nominated for like seven Academy Awards, <laughs> Wait, won three. I didn't even want to take that in. <laughs> this could have been a hit. It's a shame it won't win the Academy Award because because Catherine Hepburn said, God damn it, you son of a bitch. You look at me, you rotten piece of cock-sucking poop. My daughter's a whore. <laughs> I should be doing a better Catherine Hepp. What does sure. Henry Fonda sound like? I don't know. I really don't know. I just know that he had a heart attack in that. I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. And then, he, so they both won an Academy Award. She did. And that was his first Academy Award win that was competitive. Because apparently he had another one, probably from like, like a Lifetime Achievement Award or something. So what we've learned is if you swear, you will win an Academy Award. He should have thought about that early on. He should have been dropping F-bombs since he was 15. He would have gotten, if only I knew. This was her fourth or fifth, Catherine Hepburn's. Oh, God. So she was swearing up a fucking well, storm. exactly. And at that point, she's earned it. <laughs> at a certain age, shouldn't you be able to just swear until the day you die? Every day, she's Catherine Hepburn. like, you Hepburn. look at this bitch up here on the stage <laughs> and a turtleneck. You cocksuckers in this audience. I'll be up here sipping on gin and gonna juice. burn this stadium down to the goddamn burn bastard ass ground. <laughs> she just goes to like the list of all like swear words in her head. <laughs> <laughs> I like, oh, she has a whole note of thank yous. No, those, those are all the swear words she wants to hit. That's her acceptance speech. <laughs> Cock. I want it. Asshole. Ass. Dirty bitch whore. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a good Captain Hepburn. I want to thank my fucking agent. <laughs> <laughs> and his son of a bitch of a kid. God damn it, my husband. <laughs> that dick. My goddamn dick husband. <laughs> <laughs> this is making my ab hurt. It's old. It's old. My bastard granddaughter. Oh my God. So I think if we've learned one thing from this is that the more you swear is is <coughs> directly related to your better chances that you will be nominated for an Academy Award and you'll offend the Mormons. Sure. But I mean, really like a, in 1981. What was the worst swear? This was the big offender Oh, yeah. Movie. I know. I love that they predicted they, that this movie would not go It would far. have been great had they not sworn as, as a, much as. I like the, also the idea of leaving a movie just to like regain your composure. Sure. I, I, I didn't even know what happened. I was so caught up on the fact that Catherine Hepburn just went, son of a bitch, that I lost five minutes of my sure. life in the movie. Like the most foul mouth people, Dabney Coleman, Jane Fonda. Oh, classic Henry Fonda. <laughs> and... Catherine Hepburn. I don't like know how the, they do things in the Fonda like the house. Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Remember, we're like, we can't even release his film because of all the filth. And then that or on Golden Pond. I would like, give what? anything to see a movie with Andrew Dice Clay and Catherine Hepburn in it together. <laughs> little Miss Muffet sat on a... Shut the fuck up, Clay. I know, Little Miss Muffet, you... Andrew, <laughs> come over here and Andrew. sit on my face. <laughs> You're going to make love to me. The two of us are going to get an Academy <laughs> Award for this one. Now bend over. Show me your asshole. <laughs> like you've never shown it to someone before. Because <laughs> this 
bitch is going to fuck you up. I don't know. That's not, I, I think I, I just switched characters. No, no. It was right. You were right in the pocket. She almost sounded relaxed. I don't even know how to pivot from that. You are in such a good one. I don't know how to go. I just, I'm like, so well. <laughs> I was reading this and it was just like, you know, like I try to like pick out the ones that I can respond to. And I'm like. <laughs> oh, that's huh. so good. Wow. It's so good. You really were bent out of shape, Pat and Pueblo. Pat. Well, her name is Pat. Pat. I think it's a Pat. her. Could be a guy. We don't know. Pat. Patty. It's a girl. Oh, Pat. Women always complain, right? That's the biggest issue is that we're very good at talking to the manager. Oh, why are they? Oh, why? we have What's the- with all that <laughs> foul language? Unnecessary. And Jesus Christ, superstar. Well, I know how to pivot from this. So here's the thing. I have been sifting through, and I've gone all Anlanders this week, but with a theme. And the theme is shill your wares. What? Get that money, honey. Oh, okay. Okay? It's on behalf of Anne that she's shilling herself. At Weebolts. It will make so much sense. Okay. All right. Dear Anlanders. A friend of mine has asked me to be an usher at his wedding. I was sort of honored until I learned it was going to be a formal affair in a church. This means I have to rent a tux. I asked Bart, who was going to pay for rent in the derned monkey suit, and he said, Ann Landers says you are. I asked him where he ran into Ann Landers, and he told me, (laughs) like, just on the street. (laughs) Where'd you run into Ann Landers? What are you doing here? (laughs) I asked him where he ran into Ann Landers, and he told me his girl had invested 35 cents in your booklet on who pays for what at weddings. Who gave you the power to make these decisions? I am not a Rockefeller, and I have to buy a wedding gift, too. Is this fair? All caps. Signed, Flat Pockets. Here's the response. Dear Flat, Come on, bub. (laughs) Loosen up and be a good spender. Custom and good manners say the ushers and bridesmaids buy or rent their own outfits. I didn't make up the rules. That's just the way it is. Right underneath this, the bride's guide and Lander's booklet answers some of the most frequently asked questions about weddings. To receive your copy of this comprehensive guide, write to Ann Landers in care of this newspaper, enclosing a long self-addressed stamped envelope and a 35 and 35 cents in coin. Ann Landers will be glad to help you with your problems. Send them in care of this newspaper enclosing a stamped self-addressed stamped envelope. Coins in the mail. 35 cents worth. Don't get that envelope wet. Don't hit anybody with it. Uh, so this was from the Daily Telegram in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, May 8th, 1968. So there's multiple things going on here. First of all, that was brilliant product placement. She gets very good <laughs> at this. fantastic. A, a long self-addressed stamped envelope. Well, maybe because the pamphlet is on the longer side. Yes, and, and her husband... You know, Jules is there, like, folding these things in thirds. Be like, Jules, did they send 35 cents in the mail? All right, send 34. it back out. Thirty. Well, you know, you have to pay for postage to get it back. But it's self-addressed and stamped envelope, 35 cents in coin. I don't understand. Was, he was an usher. It's like, find yes. your own seat, number one. Like, anytime you've been, like, asked to be an usher at the wedding, it's like, for what? Well, is usher... Now? 
<clears throat> an usher is a guy that stands up with the guy at the front. Am I right? Not just no. An usher is like, oh, do you need help finding a seat? Are you blind? Okay, let me drag you no, down the, the aisle. It's the same guy's seat. They do double duty. So really? they, they seat them, but then they stand with the guy. So it's like women have maids of honor and bridesmaids. Guys have um best man and ushers. Oh, I'm Ushers confused. are the male equivalent of a bridesmaid. So I... First of all, find your own my, seat. <laughs> I mean, Figure it out. Your weird, because half the time people have never been walked. I like that in the 60s, aisle. though, and this this is like up until recently, we divided the room based on who you knew. Uh-huh. I like the idea that they're like one against the other. Like Let's do people? this dance like yeah. like West Side Story. Yeah. just I'm just going to show you right now. This is the reason why I paid for all the stuff at the wedding. See all those people? All sitting on the nothing, left. Therefore, you got no say. Why can't you intermingle? You want to know, know who belongs to who? It's, it's very stupid. medieval. I just think it's stupid. Do people really do that anymore, though? I don't know. I think it, I'm, I can't remember. You know, I have like a, a thousand sisters, and I thought that there were ushers and then there were groomsmen. I think I was an usher. And it wasn't a groom. I don't know how the hell that worked. We had some people sit on the lawn. Like we offered. Like outside like yes. outside of the church. Well, like we only had so many chairs that they had set up. And then we had all these blankets so that people could sit on the blankets. And, you know, again, I Where'd probably you get thought. Married? We got married in a barn. Oh. There's always something. There's always something quirky. We're all trying to outdo each other at our weddings to like over quirk at this point. I feel like. I got invited to a BYOB wedding. No. I RSVP'd F you. Let me just tell you this. Tell if you. someone says BYOB to my to anybody's wedding. No. No, I'm sorry. We've you, had you friends invited that have me gotten... to your it's like saying, Hey, do you want to come over for dinner? And then you show up and you're like, Oh, did you bring anything to eat? <gasps> did you bring a cat? No, because you invited me over for dinner. Well, this is gonna really steam your melons then. I did get invited to a wedding and we went to it. Where everybody had to bring a dish. No. We catered the wedding. No. Wait. See? The guests catered the wedding? Essentially, yeah. And then you had to bring them a gift. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we had to wear something specific. Okay. <laughs> Do you see how upsetting that is? Why can't we was, just go to weddings to now? Why do we have to all get on a plane? Why do we all have to... Everybody wear white. Everybody wear this. Every, don't give me assignments. I'm just showing up to watch you do a thing. Yeah. I'm bringing you a gift. That should be enough. Why do now we have to cater? We have to bring the booze. We have to wear certain shoes. We have to, you know, everybody bring their own monkey. We're going to put it on people's heads and then we're going to take wacky pictures so that we can get like the most hits on Instagram. That's the other thing that I don't appreciate. Everyone like the, the new like, okay, we're. All of our friends are going to take a picture and it's like this long, wide picture and like someone that is, they're like- Drone shots. It's like suspenders, but with shorts and like a hay barrel. And then there's like, you know, everyone's like ironically posting or ever like some kind of inside whatever. And you're like, this is exhausting. It's can too we, much. Can we just not like take pictures anymore? Like now we have to take a picture like- on a cliff and then we're going to fucking die. Everybody jumps up at the same time. People yeah. love a jump in the air pictures. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I hope that we're tending now back towards, but I don't know. It's like then, then, then the bride is trying to outdo every other bride that she's seen and make her 
day more interesting than the last five weddings she's been to when she goes down the aisle on a unicycle with like a broccoli bouquet and all this crap. Not a unicycle. Look at look at I'm suddenly getting like jaded about it. Yet I had a wedding in a barn. That's fine. And like we all went to our friend's wedding and that was very beautiful and simple and organic. And I love that. All right. I think that we've talked. So we I feel like next week, because we're in wedding season, can we go with a theme of weddings next week? I'll do what I can. Try it. Let's see what happens. I feel like right now we should be talking advice for wedding seasons, people who are planning weddings, and um, what people did back in the day of the 60s, 70s, and complicated shoulder pads, 80s. Oh, my gosh. Come on, bub. Loosen up and be a good spender. Yeah, that's the other thing is that like – this this is what it comes down to is how much do you expect the people in your wedding to have to pay depending like especially in in this day and age where people are having destination weddings because then you have to take the time off you got to get your plane tickets you got to get yourself there you got to get you know there's lots of bits and pieces yeah. though I do have to say I've been to one destination wedding and that was in Ireland and that was amazing because you haven't lived till you've been to an Irish wedding. It's like a five-day fiesta. I slept maybe two hours, and I think I actually left my liver in my hotel room you when I left. Probably go it. get it. I want no, to go to Ireland so bad. You've never been? No. Oh, I went to Costa Rica for a wedding. Forgot about that. That was fun. Well, maybe I'm knocking destination weddings before I really try. But them. no, it's also really expensive. Like, I mean, to get the time off and to—I don't think I can do that now. Well, I can't. I've had to turn down weddings. Oh, see? So you are getting invited to weddings. Yeah, but I can't go. Because your soul is being sucked from your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We dare not speak its name. Are there, um, are you getting invited to destination weddings? Is every wedding a destination wedding? Who can afford to get married in New York? Mm, I can. I did. Where did you, how many people? 50. Well, sensible. Did you have like a dinner or yeah. did you have like, did you rent a space? Where, where did you get married? Didn't got, you get married in the park? Mm -hmm. Okay. I wasn't invited. So tell me about the wedding. I wasn't invited to Patrick. We got married. It was a torrential downpour, not too different than from today. Sideways <gasps> raining in a kind of wood covered structure. Pretty. And what time um, of year? May 25th. Oh, you're coming up on your anniversary. How many years? Our anniversary. Two years, but like nine years together. Feels like a lifetime, doesn't it? Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this. Anyway. It's um, old! <laughs> um, but it was great that we got married in the park. And because it was raining, no one was in the park. And by the time like we had finished our vows and everything, um, no, one was, no one was there. And the rain had stopped. Except for that one crackhead that right. always hangs out in that same area. And he's like, Ugh. And then we were able to walk to our restaurant, which we bought out. <gasps> and it was a very, very simple um, kind of us type Classy. of Classy. We, like, we had nothing to prove and we had, you know. Isn't that great when you get married when you're like later in life? Yeah. No bells and whistles. Well, it's like, you know, we need to feed people and we need to get them drunk and we want them to feel, we want them, we want to be able to see everybody and mm -hmm. like talk to everybody. Yeah. Like my sister's all 12 of them. I only have five. But, you know, they're, you know, 200, 300 people at their wedding. You, sometimes you don't even make it to the other side. Yeah. Like the, 
Yeah. Oh, I know. I've been to the 300 people wedding. Yeah. We had 120 and I, we pretty oh, much wow. saw everybody. Our big thing was that we wanted people to have so much raucous fun. We wanted it to be, we wanted people laughing and having a damn good time from start to finish. And we really achieved that. People still talk about it. Oh, dude. I they? loved our wedding so much. I didn't go. Again, this is awkward. <laughs> if, if things were different and we got married now, I'd totally invite you and Marcus. Congratulations. Would. <laughs> you would have made the cut. Oh. And then I look back at the people who were at our wedding and I was like, they wouldn't make the cut today. The only thing I would change about our wedding day was our limo driver. I had a limo that was going to drive me only from the hotel <laughs> to the event space. I was going to get out of the limo. It's a barn. We're getting married outdoors. Going to get out of the limo, walk down the aisle, whatever. So we only needed him for like an hour. That's really kind of all we booked. Can you pick me up here? Can you drop me off there? It's like an Uber. Right. Before and Uber. Before Uber happened. And he gets there early. And we go to leave, you know, eventually on the time that we were supposed to leave. And we get to the event space. And the music starts playing when they see the limo. But I couldn't get out of the limo until it was my time to get out of the limo and walk right down the aisle. So we're waiting and we're waiting. And the crotchety old limo driver is like, you got to get out of here. I got things to do. You have to get out of the back of the limo. And I was like, sir, I have to walk down the aisle to a song. Can you just cool your heels? It's a Monday at 3.30. Where the hell do you have to be? Is there a prom somewhere? You kicking me out of your limo right now? I'm wearing a wedding gown. Tap the brakes, you ass. What did you have to walk down you to? ass. I walked down to... Never gonna give you up. Never, never gonna, gonna let you down. That would have been amazing if we could just have Rick Astley at my wedding. No, it was my never friend gonna Julie give, never Fol gonna give. Do you know Julie Foldesai? I don't think you do. She's no. an amazing songwriter and singer. And she remixed a version of Martin Sexton. It was Martin Sexton's Happy. It was a song. Because I think I'm happy. Everything's going to sound like Sam Smith to me now. Well, that's not Like the Sam first Smith. day of summer vacation. It's still not Sam Smith. It is still like. Well, that's a different. That's actually that's Martin Sexton. Aaron Neville. That this voice. Oh, it's not that far off. But coming out of a girl, it sounded much better. So I'm waiting for that. There were like three songs we had to go through and other people were proceeding down this mm -hmm. aisle. And he's kicking me out of his limo. <laughs> I've got a wedding gown on you. Oh. It's the only thing I would change. I would get ready at the venue and I would take our pictures beforehand. I do regret that. Mm. We did our pictures afterwards because I wanted Jim to have that moment where he saw me in the gown and the sun was right in his eyes. So he didn't even see me. He didn't even see me coming down the aisle. I don't think he saw me for the first 15 minutes because he looked right into the sun. So he's looking at me and he's like, your gown is beautiful in blues and purples. <laughs> like and he burned a retina <laughs> as I'm walking down the aisle. Starburst. Yeah, he was like, I think you look great. I'll see you in about two hours. I think you look great. I think. I think. I'm trusting. Well, we really gave a lot to yeah, that sorry moment. Sorry about that. No, no. I want next week to be, we'll, we'll, we'll go further. We'll delve into yes. weddings. I want to see what, what right. people complained about back in the day about their weddings and oh, what we can that. currently complain about now. Yes. Let's keep going. July 2nd. 1982, Chicago Tribune. Dear Abby, about high school reunions, colon, 
They may be great for some people, but I have no desire to go to one. My best day in high school was the day before graduation because I knew I'd never have to go there again. Why should I go back to Moline, Illinois to see my old classmates? I don't give a hoot about what happened to the snobs I went to school with because none of them ever gave a hoot about me. All through high school, I was miserable and lonely. I want to forget those days. Signed, no regrets, no remorse, and no reunions. But overcompensation with this letter. <laughs> You've already made <laughs> your decision. But I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I have no regrets. I don't regret. Do you not hear going me? I am well adjusted. <laughs> I'm good. I am good. I'm incredibly relaxed. I have moved on completely. <laughs> I am so from high school in myself. Where I did not like it. I don't need to go back there. Moline. Moline. What was the answer? Dear No Reunions. Your letter tugged at my heart because I know you are speaking for many. It's worth space in this column if it inspires just one happy and popular high school student to be less snobbish and more sensitive to the shy kids who are lonely and hurting. Now. Wait, one happy and popular. The combination of those two words just coast out at me. If you're popular, then you're happy. And, yeah. and it makes, and it's like, well, hey, happy person, if this article is going to take you down a peg, happy popular. <laughs> Why don't you go over to No Regrets and No Remorse and No Reunions and give her a little, hey, how you doing? Hi, I'm happy popular. Hey, I'm happy popular. You're lonely and miserable. Sorry. I'm living my best life. <laughs> Sorry, my locker is right behind you. <laughs> I <a> like- <laughs> uh, did I- do you agree with this? Do you agree with this? Wait, we obviously the the tone of the end of that letter is everything. It's like I'm fine. I don't need it. I'm fine. I'm I, living my best life now. I don't need to go there and prove to them. And I think that's why Abby kind of signed it with. Okay, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. No reunions, and I love you, and happy popular fun bag. I want you. To find your friends and go over to Sad Face. And make her feel better about right. no reunions. Right. No remorse, no reunions. Okay. Never again. Did you go to your reunion? No. Because <laughs> I hated high school. I hated, hated, hated high school. I was like, I was no regrets, no remorse. I was like, the best day of my life was the day that I graduated, and I never looked back. I hated it from the moment I walked into the door, the first day, till I left. Did you still get invitations to them? I Do you even know if they happen? I don't know, because I asked them immediately to take me off of their mailing list. Oh my God, that that is aggressive. Mm-hmm. Take me off of your mailing list. Well, I did not send you a self-addressed, long-stamped <laughs> envelope. <laughs> I just didn't think that they did their job as a high school. And I thought it was a really poor high school and for oh. a private school. I went to a private school that I thought was like... Bougie. Right. You'd think, oh, well, this is great. Well, it wasn't. It was terrible. What was terrible about it? I think the... the how you how you treat... Because you were not out. So this is definitely well, going to... Well, no, I wasn't out until like... A lo- I, w- I mean, I didn't come out until I was 55 years old. That'd be great if you're like, I just came out last year. <laughs> I've been out, married for two. I just two. came out on this mic right now. Oh, my God. Oh, Congratulations. Great. I got a lot of phone calls to make. 
that's okay. Just just took care of all of it. Um, no, I just thought that you know, it was quote unquote, a college prep school, and it, it, like in in my opinion, it was a name alone because there were t- you'd be in class and one guy was just the teacher was talking about like drinking. Like oh, where he went, like the night before. That sounds actually like a legitimate college prep course. Yeah, it was. If you're going to go to college, class, it was Spanish class. <laughs> Margaritas. Yeah, and I wonder why. Like, I mean, luckily I can understand Spanish. I don't know how I understand Spanish, but it certainly wasn't from taking it in high school. It's crazy that you're disappointed in the quality of the education you got, and not about the people that you were surrounded by. And that's I, I why you hated high school. Oh, I just okay. Didn't like them just a general blanket. It was just like you know, it was like an all boys school, and you just need like. Like your funny girlfriend to be in class oh to make God, this. Oh my God, that's like, like school ties. That would be a nightmare if I were in an all-girls school. I'd Oh, no. First of all, all females should not be all together in a room like that for an extended period of four years. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to begin. That's that's a weird high school. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't oppose single-sex high schools, but I do. I just, there was just some, it, you just felt like, you were getting kind of a schlock education, but your parents were paying a for lot a for top-notch it. education, right? And then when I my grades came in, my dad was screaming at me because I was. He's like, "How the hell do you fail all these courses?" I'm like, "Well, I'll tell you. I'll well, tell you, but I know how to make a mean margarita." <laughs> I'm like, uh, "I'll tell you how you fail. Uh, you don't study and you uh, daydream and you don't want to be there." So easy enough. Yeah, there got your no answer. reunions. Yeah. No tests. But I'm fine, Aaron. I'm, fi- I'm, I'm divorced, fine. but I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't get that joke, then you haven't listened to the first three episodes of this podcast. What was funny is like, I read this shortly after I watched one of my favorite movies, Peggy Sue Got Married, when she goes- Oh, I love Peggy Sue her. Got Married. It's maybe one of the best. So that's classic Nicolas Cage, because I like when she he has that meltdown in her- parents basement uh-huh. and you can tell that he, he gets like a bubble in his throat and they kept that cut uh-huh. for some reason he's like i'm thinking and he, he does something funny <laughs> and he just kept going along and i was like i'm so glad they kept it i mean and you keep watching it's like there's the mom from seventh heaven there's jim carrey oh it's a who's who yeah, you're like holy crap Hel- uh Helen joan Hunt's in it joan, joan what's not joan, so joan yes joan allen, joan allen. oh i, I like, love joan allen and i just like kathleen turner was just like the the most like the cutest. I'm like, that's what I want. That's I'm like, that wasn't my high school experience because it was all boys. Yeah, you needed a, a husky voiced, fifty five year old Kathleen Turner. I love the <laughs> idea really, that she I, would get over on being a high schooler ever. <laughs> I feel like she had that voice when she was a fetus. Like her first words were "mother," and she was like, "Mother." Marcus is like, "Who's that?" Like it's, it's Kathleen Turner. He's like, "Oh, wow." Uh, he had never one? seen that movie. I don't think so. No. What's wrong with him? I loved that movie. That should be standard issue I viewing. I Did loved you? that movie. Did you watch her in uh, War of the Roses? Another one of my favorite ones. Not one of my favorite movies. Ugh. It took me a while to, I, I mean, she, that was another Michael Douglas combination, right? Right. I think it was the final one. Oh, and then he was like, I'm out of here because this chick's voice <laughs> she doesn't is lower than she mine. Doesn't, she doesn't have another one. I was not a fan of War of the Roses, but I loved every romancing the stone. Ah. So I thought she was good. Michael Douglas looks good these days. I think he got new teeth. And let me tell you this. Also, Faye Dunaway got new teeth, and she looks like a completely different person. Anytime these people get these new, giant, <sighs> picket fence teeth, 
like what if you're if it looks like it doesn't fit, don't put it no, in. No, it's like if you look like Jim Carrey in mask, <laughs> if you can't wrap your lips around your own teeth, like practice with them first. You know? Before you remove all my teeth, can I just put these in really quick? Yeah, can I get some I need a mock up. Yeah. You know? Is that all right? How do I look? And it's like, did you just put sunglasses on? Like, it takes so much work to get your lips around your teeth. Then I question your veneers. You have to put a zipper on your lips at night. So <laughs> just to in. keep a, I keep drying out. Here's a zipper. <laughs> Couldn't find my bat. Oh, it was in your throat. Wait, bat? It's out. It's out. <laughs> um, I didn't mind my high school, believe it or not. I've been to a couple of reunions. But I got to say, they should have updated the 20. We take did your, a 20. Take, take your headphones off and I want you to leave. I'm so sorry. Again. You're, you're just like not even participating in the I same know, podcast. I, you want me to say things and I can't give in to what you, know you what? want I'm from me. Here. God damn it. I'd like to thank fucking Patrick for waiting to end this podcast. Yo, dick. Oh, I mean, I have another article, but I feel like, do we need to pack anything, unpack anything about reunions? Because you to, you our reunion was like, really lame. Our, our how 20 many have you year, gone to? Only, well, I went to the five year and then at that point you look around and you're like, mm, we've done nothing. We all look exactly the same. We've all been drinking together still. I, I don't, I, there was stupid. nothing to the five year reunion. You shouldn't go, that shouldn't be an option. Someone asked me that they were, um, they came to our college and we had a party and uh, this guy from my high school randomly showed up and I was like, like, like just like haunted. I'm like, why are you, why is this happening to me? He's like, Hey, so are you going to their five year? I'm like, our five year, what our, what, like, what do you and There's I no have? Our. Yeah. Yeah. Our five year, what he's like, our five year reunion. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not. So angry. no, I'd rather try to catch a train with In my motion. hands than go <laughs> to this fucking event. Nobody likes a reunion unless Apparently you are feeling do. good about how you look. I guess so. I mean, at 10 year, at least people are starting to change or something. But at 20 year, at that point, now everybody's let the air out of their face. So people are going to start to look different or act different or some have something. I was curious. I went to the 20 year and it ended up being at like a Sons of Italy hall and somebody got like a 60-foot-long sub sandwich. No. It was really no. – un. And you know what? Those Sons of Italy is in the KFC, KFCs. I don't know why those like what Elks Lodges sun, still a, exist. What's the Sons of Italy? It's an Elks Lodge, essentially. Oh. That's all it is. It's like a an event space that's just hasn't been updated since 1973 and technically should probably be knocked to the ground. Like slanty shanties, these things shouldn't be standing. And I did judge it before I went up to the bar. I was like, ugh. Why are we having it at a crappy Sons of Italy? Can I have a vodka tonic? And they're like, that'll be 50 cents. And I was like, how do I join the Sons of Italy? <laughs> like, <how laughs> now I know we... why those things exist. <laughs> like, this place is garbage. I'll have a vodka tonic. <laughs> this place is crap. How long have you worked here? Well, since my dad gave it to me. Oh, oh. I mean, and by crap, I mean, sometimes you got to, it's a good crap. Like it's a, a good lovely, crap. this is oh, a lovely is Sons wonderful. of Italy. How long has the meat uh, board been out Suddenly for? I'm a Knights oh, of Columbus hours. because I found out I can drink <laughs> Five cocktails for under a dollar. I come out here, we're going to be like, <laughs> I'm like, why are we having dinner here? Well, it's 75 cents all you can eat. Exactly. The trick is the the meat's been out since last Sunday. It's meat product. We don't know what it is. <laughs> it's meat adjacent. It's a mystery loaf. <laughs> and then I had a real good time. At the, once I realized that I could get hammered at this 
reunion for under five bucks, then it was great. It, who cares what everybody's doing? Who cares if you're a stockbroker? I don't care. As long as I can have a kettle one for a buck, I'm your friend. I would rather go to my grade school reunion than my high school reunion. That'd be fun. Yeah. Everybody gets a circle of paper. You're still sitting on small little chairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no the bar. The invitation is in Crayola. <laughs> there's no bar. It's just like milk. Just candy. And graham crackers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is the best this, reunion this ever. Awesome. Who wants orange juice? You all look terrible. Who wants graham grams? I actually would like it because you I like the people I went to grade school with. I don't remember the people I went to. Well, those were pretty much, I mean, in my town, we all kind of grew up together. Everybody, everybody, a lot of people still live there. I'm one of the few people that I feel like left. Oh, I think maybe, I don't know. I mean, I was bullied towards the end of grade school. So I kind of, I liked it at the beginning. Oh, that's like the it. best thing about having a sense of humor. If you're the funny one. What? I was the funny one. I, I ended up not getting, I was also theatrical. So I wasn't, I wasn't popular and cool, but I wasn't bullied either. Mm. It's nice to well, coast <laughs> somewhere in the middle. Well, congrats to you. Thank you. But I'm fine. But I'm, I'm fine now. No reunion. I don't need it. I don't like you. I didn't need to be around you, but I'm totally adjusted and I'm totally over it. I'm so over it. I'm so over it. Just texting my therapist. I need to see you now. I need to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. In the interest of keeping things moving along so that we can get out of here before we start recording next week, here's another opportunity to shill. And I think you're really going to like this one. You don't speak for me. <laughs> and you don't speak for me. And I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need you. I'm fine. This is also ironically next to an ad for maxi pads in this newspaper. Oh, I like maxi pads. It's called Feminique. My first commercial. Go ahead. I can't believe that. How did you get a maxi pad commercial before me? I needed it. Do we still have maxi pad commercials? I don't know. I don't. The darn thing's got wings. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> this is from the Montgomery Advisor, November 16th, 1969. Because it's Montgomery, I'm just going to give it this southern accent. Ready? Dear Ann Landers, warn the kids who read your column to steer clear of glue and LSD. <laughs> First it's kicks, then you need it to escape from the hell it leads to. Most of the crumbs who push the stuff aren't dumb enough to use it. Tell your readers that after they're hooked, their minds and bodies are wrecked and it's too late for kicks. Signed, Houston. Now, let me read the whole response before we dive in. I'm just making my own notes right now. Okay, ready? Dear Houston, I have told them, and I hope at least some will listen. Can drugs be a friend in time of stress? If you keep your head together, can they be of help? Ann Lander's new booklet, Straight Dope on Drugs, separates the facts from the fiction. Get it today. For each booklet ordered, send a dollar bill plus a long, plus a long self-addressed stamped envelope, 20 cents postage, to Ann Lander's, P.O. Box 1400, Elgin, Illinois, 60120. Can we add that, music underneath that whenever the, she advertises something? Is that her response? That's her response. There's an ad. If you have a problem with drugs, send me a long self-addressed stamped envelope with 20 American cents 
for 10 you will get in return. Ann Lander's new booklet, Straight Dope on Drugs. Okay. So- <laughs> I told you it was good. She is shilling her wares. First Here's all, the straight dope on drugs. If everyone is interested in glue and LSD, yep. wow. Like we have just gone. Well, from this like- is 1975. But oh no no wait I'm sorry not 1970 this is 1969 I was okay, looking at glue glue and LSD there are drugs in between well and is he taking a combination of both maybe that's the problem if you're gonna take a tab don't glue it to your tongue maybe you're the one with the issue you haven't figured out how to take drugs effectively <laughs> um, LSD and glue. 1969 nothing else was available no pot nothing but I just really think that that is a I mean, who's addicted to glue? Uh, but that's in an my, easy drug. But in my mind, I'm really just thinking about a glue stick and Elmer's glue. I'm like, what's so wrong with that? Well, that's what I picture too. Is it? Well, if you're glue sniffing, they but then no- you. But I think there's our there, there are harsher glues drugs to get addicted to, and yeah. that's an that's a cheap date right there. If glue is what gets you high, oh, Airplane. right. Or, or um, what's, what's that rubber with, cement? Yeah, is that the one with the brush in it? Mm-hmm. That's rubber cement. Oh, okay. Could you get high on rubber cement? I'm sure I'm going to try it. I can get high on anything. I was <laughs> I think always we do too. It next, next let's let's everybody bring in their own rubber cement and let's see where this I takes couldn't us. find rubber cement, but I did find these quaaludes and this cocaine <laughs> just right in front of my building. Welcome to Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> and LSD. I have never tried acid. I am way too scared of drugs. I grew up with a nice healthy you, fear of death. Probably cuz you you read that uh I know. I, yeah. I read this and I was like, well, if this guy can't get off the glue and the LSD, there's no hope for me. I think you should actually write in and send your 35 cents for that pamphlet. Do you think I'd actually get something back? I have I, the address right here. I would die from glue overdose. But uh, but I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Elmer's glue. Elmer's glue. I glued this LSD tab to my tongue <laughs> and now I won't stop getting high. It just keeps giving. <laughs> I want to buy this booklet so badly. Straight dope on drugs. We have to be able to find that somewhere. Yeah. Because wouldn't you love to read what Ann Landers is going to tell you not to do? Well, I also want to get the other one for the weddings. I also want to believe that there's a recipe in there for pot brownies. $2.05 pot brownies. That she's like, look, here's the straight dope on drugs. If you're going to do them, bake them into something. And here's my recipe for Ann Landers. Landers. $2.05 <laughs> pot brownies. They'll make you see through time. Look, just eat them when you don't have anywhere to be. And Ann Landers, $2. You'll end up eating your entire sofa pot brownies. <laughs> you know what goes great with LSD? This cake. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I, uh, yeah. First of all, I mean, in the theme of shilling her wares, at a girl. She's Jeez. the original entrepreneur. Way to way to dovetail somebody's issue and make it into an opportunity to write a booklet about it. Sorry to hear about your loss, but welcome to Ann Lander's Caskets on the Go. <laughs> Whatever you write to her about, <laughs> it's like, I'm so sorry to hear that you lost your son in an auto accident. Please feel free to get Ann Lander's seat cozy <laughs> next time you're driving. <laughs> And it will make you more comfortable as you try to navigate these risky highways. I, I, like opportunities to to turn a buck. She's like the original Real Housewife. She was the original Bethany. But the thing is, she's not. It's not like a, a seven dollar anything. It's like for thirty five cents in a self. Well, but in nineteen sixty nine. Well, this one asked for a buck. 
that's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> Conversion rates being what they are, she knew how to get the money. I feel like her husband, Jules, was like, go on, put, put the ad in there. We got to get some more cash because this, this thing isn't paying enough weekly. You got to start selling your, your chotch and your wares. He's like combing out her wig. I can't do this. Can't <laughs> you do this know anymore. that that's what their relationship was. That's why they got divorced. Don't put it in the dishwasher, you asshole. How many times have I told you to fold it in thirds? What if her voice was actually You're very, such a dick. very lovely? And then when she's like, anytime like she had a dinner party, this would be her voice. It's very nice and easy going. Close the door. God damn it. <laughs> I, I wish they never you. fucking lease. Thank you so much for coming to our thank house. You. I hope oh, you enjoyed God. the fondue and the pot roast. Yes, thank you so oh. much for the rum balls. Be They're safe really getting delicious. home. Have a wonderful night. May God bless you on your journeys. Click. I told Jones! you never fucking to wash How my wigs in I the dishwasher. You, if you don't get rid of those, those, that, you ruined the good Corel. toenails, you that asshole. Good Corel. How did you break it? It's not supposed to even break. Ding dong. Oh, we forgot our purse. Oh, <gasps> yeah, I'm so, so glad that you oh, came well, back. We have leftover back. cake. I Would you like to take it home <laughs> with you? Oh, don't glue it to oh, your tongue. Have a safe drive back. <laughs> oh, good. Tell everyone in Elgin I said hello. Have a wonderful night. Click. Is Make my bed, Jules. How many times have I she told you? She purse. I asked her if she needed Did you do the laundry tonight? You're an asshole. I want a divorce. God damn it. <laughs> oh god why do we end like this because now i'm gonna lose my voice again okay here's a perfect opportunity now for me to tell you instead of sending us 35 cents in a long self-addressed stamped envelope what i want you to do is go onto your itunes and your spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts rate review and subscribe we want to get our numbers up because why Joe Rogan is too many. He's doing too. Joe Rogan is doing too well right now. And I want to knock him off the top 10. I want to get our numbers up there. So the more you rate, review, and subscribe, only do it if you're going to give us five stars. Because <laughs> right now we're at 4.5 on iTunes and I'm a perfectionist and I have OCD. So until that thing reads five, I'm not going to be happy. My wow. Uber rating is wow. 4.98 and I'm disappointed what? in myself. I don't know what I did with that 0.02, but whatever I can do. Look at, and you're fine with that. 